are you guys? <laughs> very good, very good. You guys going to leave me this week? Ah, yes. We are on our way to the Zebu Live conference in London. I'm flying in exactly eight hours. Eight hours and 20 minutes. I will be on a flight to London direct. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to land up meeting Dan. I'm not so sure about that. But... <laughs> Yeah, and we're going to be, we are media partners for Zebu Live, um, which is really cool. So we get to meet some people, interview them. Um, Dan's got the whole itinerary. I have absolutely no idea. I just saw my calendar <laughs> filling up. I got scared and I'll obviously catch up at some point. I've now officially become Jedi's PA overnight. Absolutely mental. <laughs> We have meeting after meeting. I have scheduled coffee breaks. I have scheduled bagel breaks down at Brick Lane Bagel. And that's definitely a shout out to the best bagel shop in London. But at Brick Lane Bagels, baby. You got an important meeting at lunchtime. I know you have because I've set it up. And you guys are going to Brick Lane, Brick Lane Bagel, right? It's the biggest partner we have. And we need to show him a real good time in London, right? We're not going to the back Ooh. corners until at least 5 p.m. Do you know why? Because it's a bit dodgy then. But you've also got some some cool stuff lined up, eh, Grant? You've got uh, some yeah some ne peeps next week. Yeah, yeah, next yeah. week's talking twenty forty nine. Um, what what's what's good about what's happened with Zebu is just because we've been chatting to them a lot. There's been a lot that's came through the pipeline just to kind of get talking to. And and what I'm seeing is there's an awful lot of zk stuff coming through. Um. So that's that's kind of interesting. I think that's quite topical because of. I think we were going to speak about this anyway, but we might as well just jump straight into it. Like, um, Gensler's came out and said that Ethereum's now in the jurisdiction of the US. Um, so the people who are building the zk infrastructure obviously lends itself really well to scalability and um, privacy. So. That narrative can't come quick enough, in my opinion, and it, and it was quite nice to see that a couple of emails came through um, based on the Zebu stuff, just saying, "Can we have a chat once we get to once we get to London?" So, um, yeah, what do you think about that little arc saying stuff like that? ZK is going to be the next narrative, ladies and gentlemen. It is coming up. I've got it. I've got a note here. Uh, ZK ZK Sync mainnet is going to be. If I've done the mathematics right, it should release on October 28th, but it's crypto, so you want to go plus or minus at least two weeks. So end of October, start of November is when ZKC goes to mainnet. That's when I think the, the big drive behind all of the ZK projects are really gonna really come yeah. re, sorry, really gonna come to light with that. That'll be a potential narrative for November. So it just makes just sense to... with everything going on at the minute as well. Like yeah. It needs so, Grant, just to, just to <laughs> kind of comment on on obviously the SEC. Obviously, there's this whole XRP thing that's happening at the moment. I saw yesterday um, that there was a, a, a essentially it was a demand by both parties from a federal judge to actually deliver judgment on this um, this case that's been going on for like three years now, uh, in line with 
you know, this announcement by the SEC around Ethereum. And it's interesting. So what I find interesting, and I don't know whether it's worth getting into, is that the announcement was made very soon after, you know, the whole proof of stake thing. You know, so it's almost like they were waiting for it. It was like, you know, proof of work. We don't really have any jurisdiction around this thing because, you know, it's pretty much, you know, it's, it's, it's a worldwide network. Everyone's participating, but now we can identify that nodes are predominantly running in the States and now we can lay claim to this whole thing. The question now is, is this going to land up biting Ethereum in the ass from a US perspective or is it going to force node operators or stakers rather to to relocate outside the United States. I think that this thing is multi-layered and it looks like it could, you know, it could develop into something really interesting and very challenging for, you know, the Ethereum community and the Ethereum network. Mm. It feels like, um, it feels like the SEC are not going to give any full regulatory clarity until the Ripple case is over. And it would probably will determine the stance on it based on the outcome. You know, Correct. they're not going to. That's that's kind of how I'm seeing it play out. They've had so long now to. They've had multiple oppor- opportunities. Like, was it was it like Senator? Was it Toomley, the one who's like Bro. ultra crypto bull? He's obviously yeah. like trading shit coins on the side. Absolutely, um, he's he's actually great though because he he put Gensler right in his place the other day and he, he tied him up in knots on on that discussion, and he was just like he was just saying, basically saying to him, why are you avoiding using the decentralization word? You, you don't you're not going any regulatory clarity around it. People are willing to like work with you on this, but you're just not helping yourselves whatsoever. So I th- I feel like we won't see anything really, you know, black and white until that. Uh, XRP case is, is, is done and dusted because if they release any more kind of guidelines around it and that's contradictory to their own case that's ongoing obviously that's not going to happen is it so that's that's kind of that's when I think we will get that, that clarity around it but I don't know could be wrong I'm a fucking idiot so you know what I think you're a, you're not an idiot because that's how that's how le- legal precedent works. There has to be a case that demonstrates a whole lot of stuff in order for legal precedent to develop from that. And they need this case. That's why there's been a demand around this case, particularly mm. from the SEC. They're ready to move. They obviously the XRP guys want this thing out of the way so that they can, you know, they can con- continue operating the way that they did beforehand whether it is continue to of, sell sell a, a, like three whatever it might be you know, whether they have been whether they are guilty <laughs> of what it is that they've been accused of that's obviously that's what needs to be determined right now it's not really for us to say that but that needs to be resolved and then once that happens my guess is that if it goes against xrp i reckon ethereum is going to be up for an interesting fight um, this whole narrative or this whole idea that it's, you know, it isn't a security, I think it's going to change really quickly, you know, like, is staking mm. now in the States a part of how we are going to define a security within the crypto space? Good Lord, that opens a can of worms. Um, from a regulatory point of view, from individuals who are staking millions of dollars worth of ETH in the States, I suppose they can just move it, you know, and go and move to Portugal. I don't know. It's it's really interesting. 
what's happening. Don't tell them to do that. I'll drive the property prices up so I can't afford them. (laughs) Do you think think they've done good by going to proof of stake then? Mm. Listen, the reality of the situation is, you know, Obviously, the Bitcoin maxing, maxi in me is going to come to the fore here. But the reality is that the Bitcoin network is the most efficient and the most secure network that, that humanity has ever created. End of story. That's proof of work, sir. That's what proof of work does. It truly is a decentralized, kick-ass network. So from that perspective, I think Ethereum have done a very big mistake here from that perspective. Hmm. You know, but there's value in other aspects. (laughs) Hey? Someone tell me the price of XRP. Did they? 0.37, I think it is. What is it? Like 0.1 or something? No, 0.378. Fuck. Look at this. Um, So I just just typed in... You see that? That's loading. We got the circle going. There we go. We can see it. Yeah, so it's a. This is a Jed. I don't know who who Jed is. <laughs> Jed will be saying. one of the point. partners. I think he's one of the rogue partners who left, but still holds like a predominant amount. Yeah, so it's took him eight years, one month, and twenty five days since announcing his sale to finally get rid of his nine billion XRP. So what's what is it? Not, Nine billion zero point three seven. But the price obviously fluctuated. He sold probably at a dollar thirty. He's probably sold the whole way. <laughs> he sold all the way down. Good lad. Well, he was the reason why the price went all the way down, bro. Man. So he's he's came out with like over three bill. Probably more grant because he probably sold a shit ton when it was over a dollar. Huh. Yeah, that was a long time ago. If you look at the monthly chart for XRP, it was a dollar like... That was 2017, 2018, yeah. Last April, April 22, no. But this is, this is like, this is an article from recently. This, this is, well, not recently, but July. Yeah. That is yeah, not... December last year is when it was a dollar. At what point do you, like, you know, when you're... Even if you join like a, a community of a project, you feel a little bit guilty of selling something. Like, at what point did he just think, "Oh, fuck it"? Like, <laughs> I don't care. I really don't he, care, mate. When he worked out the total amount that he was about to get, like dumping three <laughs> billion on your community. Oh, I'm not going to feel too bad. Ooh, three as soon billion, as he typed it guys. in the calculator. <laughs> but he's no longer associated with it. I don't think. I think he's done. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think he's done. He's no longer part of it, but he's always had like one of the biggest holdings in XRP. Mm. Right. He's got three billion in the bank. He don't give a fuck if he's sorry. He don't give a shit <laughs> if he's like in or out. That's three billion dollars in the bank or in your MetaMask on your Google Chrome. Yep. That's <laughs> but won't be on MetaMask because does XRP even work? No. Oh, careful, so. careful. You're going to have the XRP, the XRP boys after you. Uh, they're I'm pretty, dangerous. I'm pretty, sure that, I'm pretty sure they're not watching. 
talk a little bit too much sense we'll, we'll edit that bit guys. Okay. no we won't <laughs> um, that's interesting though Lido organisations actually set up in the Caymans so you know at least they should be out of the grubby little mitts of um, Gensler and crew a lot Does of these a lot of these companies to the Caymans well, there's you got a number of places where you can go to where you're not going to have any issues. Cayman's always been one of those. Seychelles is another. I think Paraguay. There's a few. Yeah. I don't know. All right, big question is like, do you think now that Ethereum's gone proof of stake, it's gonna end up like uh, like DOT or KSM or one of those staking style tokens now? Mm, I think there's too much. Yeah, I think they've much. got too much of a moat and they've got too much happening over there. Like the developer activity is huge. The EVMs, they kill a product, isn't it? Like every, everyone's, like even non-EVM chains, like the biggest protocols that get a lot of traction and the biggest funding are the protocols that are doing the transitionary protocols like your evmos and things like that so um no it's i think it's i think it's the fabric of i think it's the fabric of, of DeFi, like the evm and just everything they've built out on top of it it's it's got too it's got too many legs to to not succeed i think what's currently staked in eth at the moment it's like 90 bull can you just check quickly grant DeFi llama DeFi llama by the way one of the best teams in all of crypto, they just completely bootstrapped absolutely everything, and they're they're killing it. Isn't that what we're doing? Yeah, but you know, we're we're just a bunch of idiots. Who talk we're just a bunch of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> we so do that. Try to define some comparison. You know, like it'd be nice to be associated with some form of base team of, and we did we did the bootstrapping part. That's all I was fishing for there. Thanks for ruining it, Paul. <laughs> I thought it was more. Oh, no, it is. It's 108. Okay, so. Yeah, but this. So for an idiot like me, what do you actually look for here? Okay, so you look for this, what's been staked, right? But now, what's the difference between that 108 bill that was there versus the, the 30 bill on the left, the 35 bill? The price of oh, that, That's at its peak. Okay, that's what that's <laughs> peak. Okay, sorry. I, I didn't realize that you had it on on the, the peak okay yeah that's that's really interesting make a doll yeah when did that flip the thing is just think about it grant like the guys that are laying the foundation right now wow. are the ones that are obviously going to land up doing the best in the next run irrespective of how long that takes and it would it would seem like the logical thing that you know stable coins you know we've it's been spoken about many times that stable coins are you know the key to this whole thing and clearly based on what we're seeing just on that snapshot that you know the stable coin boys and girls are getting involved they're putting their money in here and they're creating the liquidity and they're getting ready that's what's happening here you know same with gmo they're doing the same thing um, you know, obviously circles also got that in mind. What is the current value of stable coins in the market at the moment? 
Um, it's at the top left. Would 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 coin would that not be? Oh yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Hundred fifty-two billion. Yeah. I still stand by my point that uh, stablecoin will flip and be number one. In I think you're hundred percent right because at the end of the day, liquidity is king. Liquidity is king. And we're seeing it. We're seeing the effects of not having liquidity in the market at the moment. It takes so so little to move the market at the moment, just because there's a lack of liquidity. Mm. I got bullied Such for saying that at the beginning of the bull run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but people don't understand that. You know, you've got to like live through a cycle or two to understand. You know how important the concept of liquidity is like people just mm. don't realize it until they're in a trade and you know they, they've got like this amazing pnl and then they sell and then they fuck they're paying like you know like two percent to slippage well the reason why you pay two percent slippage because there's no liquidity sir and you're contributing yeah. to it out of your own back pocket yep yep oh so just before we jumped on um winter mute been hacked for 160 million in their DeFi operations. So these are kind of a CFI, DeFi, OTC market maker. And I don't know how the hell it's happened, but um, the, where's it at? So their CEOs came out. I think this is their CEO. Yeah. So we've been hacked for 160 million now with DeFi operations. CFI and OTC operations are not affected. We are solvent with twice over that amount in equity left. So they should have enough to pay back anyone who needs it, but that's not the point. If you have a market making agreement with Wintermute, your funds are safe. There will be disruption now, potentially for a few days after until we get back to normal. Out of 90 assets that has been hacked, only two have been over, have been for notional over 1 million, and none will be more than 2.5 million. So there shouldn't be any major sell off or any of any sort. We will communicate with both teams affected ASAP. If you're a lender to Wintermute again, we are solving, but if you feel safer to recall alone, we can absolutely do that. We're still open to treat this as a white hat, so if you're the attacker, get in touch. Um, just another week <laughs> in DeFi, in it? It really is just another week in crypto, eh? I don't know how this is like... How did this happen? I mean, this must have been quite a significant hack for this to happen i mean these guys are not noobs yeah exactly that's that, they're not noobs. no no they're, they're one of the biggest market makers in the space like how the hell has it happened because i don't I, I don't know any if any protocols went down overnight or anything like that didn't see anything on my feed no no exactly so god knows Nobody is safe. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, it's interesting. I, I guess it's... you can go into one of their like um, wallets on chain and have a look what's going on. Yeah. You see if anything's coming up. But so, as of as of like nine hours nine hours ago, um, on their on chain, like they've got one oh, movement of two hundred twenty five. Uh, Ethereum, and then another of almost seven thousand Ethereum, just jumping around. Um, 
what's this guy saying here? So, hacker's address. Oh, live, live investigation here. It's the gate door. This, like, look at that. They're just on it, aren't they? Like, mate, imagine um, getting that locked. Contract creation. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is live of what you do when you dig deep into people's wallets on chain. What the fuck's he even doing? Is he putting it into curve? Yeah. Looks like he is. Why would he do that? Though? <laughs> um. Why would he do that? Well, if he puts, if he places it all into curve, can he not just withdraw all the die from that and then not be able to get blacklisted by USDT or USDC? Like it's just, he's effectively just de deployed everything into stablecoin pool. Obviously, receives the LP token and then can withdraw to die only, which you can do on on Curve. Short short maker. He's essentially trying to wash <laughs> it in plain sight, is what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, if you hack and win to mute, you you probably know what you're doing. <laughs> 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 yeah man this is huge this is a huge story um what's interesting so, he's taken he's taken a massive chunk of change but wintermute was saying it's going to be no more than like between one and two two million or one and one and 2.5 million so he's obviously gone and done a lot of either a lot of transactions or he's managed to take a big a big, oh, sorry, lots of like medium sense, uh, medium chunks of change from loads of different like protocols. Then, God knows what he's done. Be interesting to see like the, the breakdown when that comes out, but it's, um, you know, it's only just been, it's just been announced. Did you see what happened? Uh, whether Wallet of the alleged Wintermew hacker has enough dollar to break at least one of the tr one trading pair. If this is real, who's going to be left on curve? Not Luna 2.0 that we wanted. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, shit. So could he literally just break curve in one transaction? Let me check the... I'll check the... Try crypto... Where's that? So... I mean, the pool the pool split for um, USDT DAI and USDC is thirty one percent. Well, thirty two percent DAI, thirty seven percent USDC, and thirty thirty percent USDT. So it's pretty balanced. Um, the only thing is, if he decides now to withdraw all of that hundred and what is it? 160? Yeah, 160 mil. 100, well, 114 he's deposited. So he'll effectively take like 45% of all die in, in that pool. If he withdraws fully to die, because you, you can you can do that in on curve. 
Wow. So he's gonna he's definitely gonna imbalance that pool. Um maybe short wow. maker. So should we put a short on curve now just in case? Short maker, I'd say. <laughs> I mean stop it's already dead, like that whole meme, but <laughs> that's insane. Who knows? He could just be holding them ransom and saying, "If you don't, <laughs> if you don't pay me, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna try and depeg it." But it's a CDP; they should have enough good debt in there to repay that down anyway. So, I always still think companies like this. If 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 somebody's gone and just stolen like 160 million from you, I'd want to hire them for a job and like help them fix whatever the hell they've just exploited. Oh, 100%. I think a lot of that does happen, um, Dan. I think huge. I mean, it's it's the way to go, actually. Um, and that's why you get white hat hackers. You know, they basically go and exploit and then we'll give you your money back, but then you must give us money in return. And then what happens from that point onwards is that they get hired, they get appointed. It's You know, if you want to make it from that perspective, go and hack someone and then you can leverage off that. I mean, I don't recommend it. This is not hacking advice for what it's worth, guys. Just don't do that. Yeah, there we go. I mean, bounties are big things in the space. All right. It's a, I don't, I don't know why they don't just like offer like a ridiculous bounty. <laughs> like at all, yeah, at all points. Uh, I, totally. I don't mean to interrupt, but if you look at the, the guy's wallet, there's somebody's just sent a, a message to to the hacker it says fbi tracking your wallet now please return it exclamation point exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> this is please, why you have to love return the to this address <laughs> yeah i don't know did you see what happened with glp as well GMX? so just can you run us through that i found that quite fascinating like did you do you understand the the, the mechanics of that it happened on avalanche right yeah so <laughs> you can kind of tell something was up by the, the actual price action on Avalanche because GMX offers zero slippage in your trades um, and the cap on effectively longs and shorts on, on AVAX itself didn't take that much to actually move the price on an off-chain exchange um, and then you could kind of I wouldn't even call it an exploit it's just it's just just someone being really smart. <laughs> it's like if they can manipulate the price um, on a centralized exchange where it's obviously feeding back from the Oracle prices feeding back into GMX um, and they get no slippage on GMX platform, um, they just played that to their advantage and effectively drained like a couple hundred grand out of the GLP pool. So effectively, that G all that GLP pool is, the liquidity pool is just effectively taking the opposite side of of anyone using the platform, which usually works because people are shit at trading. <laughs> so that's why GLP is so profitable. Um, but these guys or this person um, found a small exploit. But there's there's a very there's very simple fixes which I'm sure um, GMX will just implement. You know, it's uh, if anything, it was kind of a not a nothing burger, but. You know, I'd probably just push them to do some of the updates that they needed to push out in the first place. So probably a good it was probably a good kind of food buy for people as well. But 
Apparently, the account that did it just... Let me see if I can find it. Because I think he gave everything back to the market within like 12 <laughs> did hours. Did he? Oh, wow. <laughs> Is that because he lost it or, or what? Yes, he lost it. He must have. Yeah. He decided to quadruple down and lose it all, maybe. <laughs> Dude, if you've just made 500k in a day, mate, you're going, you're going to have a couple of it. points. I found the, the uh, tweet, but yeah, he's effectively... I think he was down even worse than how much he'd effectively made from doing that. So, like, you know. Wow. But that, that 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 strategy and that mechanism to actually do that was brought up on a podcast. I can't remember who brought it up. Um, it might have been on Empire. It might not have been on Empire. Empire's a good podcast anyway, so people should listen to it. But, um, and, you know, it, it's something that I think... One of the G- one of the many GMX folks that are out there now have kind of implemented it, and they're using that as their main like USP. It's like it's a bit ridiculous, um, but I think they'll just they'll just go and implement it. Um, and we include in the newsletter as well that I think GMX are going to go for a similar sort of license to what Uniswap did for V3, just to kind of prevent this dilution of their product that they kind of invented. Um, so it gives them a, a couple of years to be to build this moat around it, and I think I think if it gets passed, which I think it will, it's it's, it's going to only be a good thing. And if anyone wants to actually kind of fork that code, it has to go through like a license licensing agreement, and they can kind of choose to do it or not or not. You know what I mean? So no one's you haven't really seen concentrated liquidity Uni V three forks anywhere. I mean, pretty sure there was one that spun up on BSC, which is a little bit illegal, but. <laughs> Um, but it's so, BSC, you know. it's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just on the topic of Curve, um, is there a reason why Curve haven't set up pools on Binance? Mm. They have they not? I don't know. Have they? No. I wonder why. Yeah. Is I it mean, too centralized all... for them? Maybe, maybe it's too Possibly. centralized. Possibly, like the TVL that curve gets, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're probably Ethereum maximum, like because because BSE got completely shit on, and and you know there's some reasons for that, and some reasons kind of against it, and I think people got really snobbish about it whilst we yeah. were all over there making like stupid money. <laughs> So it was like another case of do you want to be right or do you want to, do you want to make some money? Um, I know there's a few people that said they missed out because they didn't really trust it, but it's it's Binance. <laughs> I mean, you could argue that that the home of the ultimate shitcoin market was originally BSC, um, you know, and it was messy, you know, like when I mean, you had a, a dex called PooCoin for goodness sakes, you know, like. That's just only in crypto do you get that kind of level of ridiculousness. But it's it thrived, it still thrives. Um, you know, you can hate it, but people want to gamble and it's been a great platform from that perspective. Um yeah, I wonder if there is a market for for protocols that could replicate what Curve does in the Binance on the Binance. Chain. Well, um, you've got you've got 
Wombat Exchange, which we did an article on recently. That's was something. Um, this like really low slippage. I mean, it's a it's a platypus licensed platypus fork, so similar to like a hummus. But I think these guys have um, bigger ambitions for a more like cross chain world. Even though they have been through Binance and Kibera and things like that, we we did have a conversation. It's probably on our, our YouTube actually. Um, I love and I hate the name all in one Wombat. Oh, I, I love it because you've got because you've um. You've got the Womba Deer, right? <laughs> yeah. Did you imagine that, cool that on, your, on your LinkedIn profile? <laughs> like <laughs> chief chief operating Womba Deer. <laughs> I you mean, know, you know, what, you, you know what the the beta player to this is? It's like have a, have a look who's going to be built on top of it. Um, I did put you in a message with the people who are building on top of this the other day, Jerry. So <laughs> make sure you follow. Well, this is why I've, this is why I've brought it up, and that's why I'm I'm interrogating it um, because I am very I'm genuinely interested in terms of what their proposal is and essentially, you know, their ideas that they want to create a curve like structure on the Binance chain. Obviously, building on Wombat. So I'm just gen- I was that's why I was asking. I mean that's great. Yeah. I mean that there's there's no slippage there. That's uh BUSD to tether getting like 0.998 for ten million. Um which isn't bad. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's even better on USDC, isn't it? No, that doesn't look right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say extra one more zero and it loses. Look, you put one more zero and it loses the plot. They obviously don't have that. That's why. Yeah, hundred million. <laughs> yeah, but ten million, ten million swap you get in. Not point nine nine eight five four eight. So not bad, but it could be could be better. Yeah. Interesting. Um, um, like I said, you see, back. Yeah, I saw that, and he's been appointed. To run things at Wonderland, I saw that notice. I mean, only in crypto. Well, he's, and, he's back at Wonderland, is he? Yeah, dude, check it out. There was an announcement. Well, it's going to vote. It's going to vote. Um, I saw, I saw something. And Danny's stepping away. There we go. Go to the Wonderland money one. Yeah, there we go. Hmm. And Danny's stepping away just to work on Popsicle and Abracadabra and will no longer be involved in Wonderland. I love it. I was seafood. It's fucking. It doesn't take any shit, does it? <laughs> I'd love to get but him no, on I, the show. I know. I'm, I'm pushing for it because the chain checkers brought this up the other day. The chain checkers. Dan's one of them, isn't he? Yeah. So this would be a seafood project. I love that image, actually. It's really cool. So, yeah, like, Chain Checkers did their thing. Um, this got released, and then it was like, it shouldn't have been released. There's only 0.01% of the supply on the market, so price is, like, drastically higher than it should be at launch. But um, where's he at, that little fucker? Seafood. It posts something the other day. Um, 
and yeah, so he posted the GitHub. So I was looking at the GitHub as if I know what I'm fucking reading, but I don't have a clue. So what it kind of looks like is Aave Protocol V2. Um, so lending and borrowing mixed with got fallback oracle, misc, spell, S spell price getter, leverager, curve fair price getter. So it looks like, like abric- looks like an abracadabra. Wow. It looks like an abracadabra fork, but then you have a look at the staking and it's staking rewards, um, multi-fee distribution. Uh, so- there was something else. So it looks like an abracadabra yes. with token locks, if that yeah, makes sense. So, so like that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. So that's so that's what that looks like. Um, See, so we. I mean, we if, really they, are, if they had liquidity, the I'll buy some. <laughs> Dude, we're getting into the PR stuff of crypto today. Wow, that's the second mm. PR. That's really interesting, and obviously, see if he's involved in that. Wow. It's just never a dull moment, is there? I mean, how could you possibly be bored in this crazy space? So do you think that'll moonshoot then? <laughs> What's up? Do you think no, I don't think it's impossible. It's impossible to make that call. It's only if, if the value proposition that's being put forward hits all the right or ticks all the right boxes. You know, I mean, you heard Grant now. He's like, if it's got this and if it's got that, I'm buying. So maybe, you know, maybe Grant's not the only one thinking like that. And to answer your question, then yes, it will moonshoot. But are you going to take that that gamble? No, not with him. I mean, I think if I had if I had like eight what, figs, what I would. Like. If I had eight figs, I would. Based on this conversation, I would definitely, definitely place a bet. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that not financial advice converged to. Definitely not financial advice. That's definitely, <laughs> that's definitely a DJ in communication. That so don't do not do that if you have eight figs. But if you got eight figs, you know exactly what you're doing. So don't listen to me anyways. <laughs> if you do do it with eight figs, just make sure it's like the block after what when I've bought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying investing eight figs in it, but if I had an eight figs freaking bankroll i would definitely make a bet because that is just a shit coin chart right there no it's the pro that is the king of shit coin charts yeah i mean the liquidity and token like a lot of tokens have been sent to like that sablia or whatever it's called so it it looks like they're not ready to launch yet and people have just seen see if you make a transaction online and just bought bought whatever contract address it was and that's what kind of happened but i think in the discord they said the token price that listing should be around ten dollars so so like people have just seen this and immediately uh, but i think with that kind of tokenomic structure it'll probably look something similar to blizz or geist anyway with more kind of exotic um assets to borrow against and with with wonderland and that announcement i can imagine like rap memory and borrow against that and shit like that so um i don't know i don't think it's gonna <laughs> i don't think it's gonna be one to good uh a good one to hold just like naked just in a wallet there's probably like the best the best thing to do there is see who's that to make money so just follow what he does <laughs> like don't like he's if he's obviously came up with this design. He's obviously came up with the design for one reason. Um, 
there's probably not a product on the market that he wants to make money from, so he's going to build one himself to extract money from. Similar to what Andre did a lot of the time. So interesting. That's yeah. some good offer. Um, Don't back off. I just wanted to just something obviously from a from obviously from our from our kind of like perspective on the market. I'm glad, by the way, I'm glad that we didn't actually discuss the market and I don't really want to discuss it because I think everyone knows what's going on in the market at the moment. It's just mass confusion and that's all I want to say about it. Um, thank you very much. We're on the right track. So I wanted to chat about this. Uh, Grant always one step ahead. Um, you know, we've obviously, we've got here as a sponsor, you know, we, we, we don't take on sponsors because they put a whole lot of money on the table. That's not how we work. We want to be promoting, in inverted commas, projects that, you know, tick all the boxes for us. That that essentially will tweak someone like Dan's nipples in the appropriate way. Um, and and this 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 project definitely does that. You know, this is like you know, if you want a comparative, GMX is is my comparative around this. And in many ways, you could say that Hero are doing more than that. You know, they they're, they're creating a network that will allow for the the likes of the GMXs, liquidity providers, um, you know, perps, perps protocols to come in and do, you know, the DJ and stuff that happens in the TradFi world. You know, we've been saying it for ages. Crypto needs to emulate what's going on in the TradFi space and they need to do it better. And that's what these boys are going to do. Uh, price has been going up. Um, this thing is what evaluated at 80 million or something. What's the current price at the moment? It's like, I mean, the evaluation, it's, it's a joke. You know, you, you look for alpha in the space. You want alpha in the space. This is it. This is the alpha. Um, 97 million. It was 20 million. It was 77 million when we started with, you know, our articles and what we've done. It's gone up 20 million. It's, it's seen a good increase in price. And this is where, and it's not easy to buy it at the moment. So I've just actually finished writing a guide on how to buy, uh, which will launch and quite soon. And here I are doing a whole lot of announcements in the coming week. Um, get oh, on there. There might, some, there might be something today as well. <laughs> Here's one for you, because people might not, not really understand what Hero is, even though we do laugh on, a, on about it quite a lot. Jerry, <laughs> I want your best three reasons why somebody who doesn't know what the fudge sticks this is should start DYORing this. I think it comes down to the, the real life trade fire application to trading. You know, it's like derivatives, perps, paramutuals. You know, that's always been like the basis for trade um, in, in, in the real space. And the real space, I mean trade fire. And what these boys are doing is that they're taking all of those principles, all of those mechanics, and they're putting them on chain. And it's not just going to be about trading instruments. It's going to be about sports betting. There's a whole lot of the DJ stuff, man. The DJ stuff that people love to get involved in. They are building the network and the platform which will allow for that kind of stuff to happen. It's just, it's the next, it's the next step. You know, the, the whole Ponzi thing, all of that stuff, it's not sustainable. You know what I mean? It's like people want to earn fees. These guys, they're going to give you 50% of the fees that are going to be generated off this platform. And those are those are the reasons why awesome. I'm bullish on this. Yeah. Yeah, off of every single 
derivatives product because every everything is a derivatives product in a, in a sense where anything that you're taking a bet on whether that be um england to win the world cup <laughs> um, whether hero is about to go to eight dollars whether you want to buy a call you want to buy a, a, a put you want to take out insurance on an exotic stable coin or any like anything anything in this market like i think there's two sides it's like that bell curve meme where it's like yeah, it's a bet on the left, and then the people on the right are like, yeah, it's a bet, and then the person in the middle is like doing all the fucking TSR shit. Um, it's everything is just a bet, <laughs> a calculated decision based on probable outcomes. So any kind of product that can be built on top of the network, options, futures, perps, sports prediction markets, absolute the world like anything that can any any market that you can say there's a believer versus a non-believer and they want to wager it will all have unified liquidity on hero which will be usdc and then every time every single interaction has a transaction fee and then 50 percent of that transaction fee gets distributed to hero stakers in dollars every single day um so it's just USDC. the biggest yeah. It's just the biggest, most obvious bet on the market, in my opinion. Essentially, what you're doing is on a philosophical level and obviously on a practical level is you're placing a bet on human nature. That's the way yeah. I see it. Human nature is to want to bet on things. That's what we do. We're always placing bets with our children, with our spouses, with our friends. I bet you. I bet you. I bet you. <laughs> That's why well, these products that's why GLP's do so well. done so well. Like GLP's yeah. done so well. It's because it's yeah. you know, it gets seventy percent of the fees on GMX from trading, liquidation, swaps and all that kind of shit. It gets distributed back to the liquidity providers. So here you're gonna get fifty you're gonna get fifty percent. Um and then the other gets split between a few different parties and things like that. But that's G GMX's Amazing! It's one of my like largest holdings, but that's just kind of that's that'll just be one of the single products that will be available in Hero. It's and you've kind of got to think, well, what's like have a look at one of the largest oh. options protocols, see the volume that comes in from that. Options have got like a ridiculous amount of room to grow in the space anyway. So if you've got like people who have what fifty years experience between them in the actual options markets running the show on chain now market market making trading running a book these are the boys that are running this thing that was literally you know. what i was going to say i would say right my three ways of making what you guys just said sound absolutely sexy as fuck would be the two guys running it they've got over 50 years of experience in the real markets not just the crypto markets you got old Sam, Sammy B from FDX was giving their money. He was like, look, he's got all this money to go and invest in you, bro. I've got all this money. And they're like, yeah, no, 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 no. too much. There's too much, but keep it coming, please. Plus, they're going to be offering a lot of stuff as well. The thing is that it's got all the right ingredients. You know, it's kind of like the recipe is there, the ingredients are on the table. And obviously, you know, 
needs to be cooked up, but it's being cooked up and it's it's cooking. It looks great. I mean, if you go and do the research on this thing, you know, it's like all the things that you would look for are there. They they're all there. There really isn't anything that isn't there. Um, right. Let's it's solid. Right. Let's let's do something a little bit unorthodox. What is shit about it? <laughs> I think what's shit about it for me is, and it's been a concern of mine for a while, is that the market is really, really tight at the moment. And I mean, it's 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 kind of like an argument, and it, it's a for and an against argument. You know, it's, it's a shitty market. If you trade options, you can really make money in a market like this. But the problem is that we don't actually have enough of the apes out there that know how to trade effectively, which I think is the biggest challenge for this protocol is to educate accordingly so that people can take advantage of the kind of market that it is, the irony of it. So this, the shitty market isn't going to attract as many people in initially, and I think that's the biggest challenge. So it's not actually the protocol itself that I'm identifying as being shit. I think the market conditions are what are at this, this, this protocol's disadvantage at this juncture right now, you know, from, a, from an immediacy point of view. I can't really think of anything that's shit about it from a you know from a practical perspective like like what is wrong with this thing? I don't know, hey Grant. I'd love to hear what you think on that. Um <laughs> that like this on the screens now, that's just my thesis. <laughs> um I think one there's a kind of misconception of what's happening on Solana with with regards to DeFi. Yeah. Two, the liquidity is a little bit fragmented at the minute, but that's getting resolved. Um, that's it, I think. <laughs> um, I can't really think of anything else, to be honest. Dan, anything that you can think of? Yeah, I was going to say, it just needs to be made... It just needs to be made super sexy and super simple because when you're talking about like 3d 2d options and exotic stables and this that and the other like someone like myself who's not come from any kind of that background thing jesus christ it's complex so yeah. what do i do all i, all well, I need not, to know is sorry go on it's well if it if you if that's like too much and you can't be asked and you just want number go up you can get exposed to absolutely everything that you don't understand by just buying the token and sticking it that's the problem solved. Before. That's a very good point. Um, but Grant, you you hit probably the biggest the biggest problem at the moment in inverted commas is the fact mm -hmm. that the narrative around Solana is really it's not a great narrative, you know. And and I think the ETH Maxis have done a superb job of dragging <laughs> that downtime that Solana had so exquisitely through the mud, you know, like they've just done the best job. I think. Bitcoin maxis have a lot to learn from Ethereum maxis from that perspective. Um, yeah. So here's one. Why don't Ethereum maxis kick up a fuss when Harmony or Seller or someone like that goes down? Because they've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly. A big, yeah. That's a big comment. <laughs> it's it's because it's it's because they know it's not a threat. Yeah, it's Solana just completely rattled everyone. Um, and what I hope we can kind of do on like in all our kind of content, these podcasts and things like that, it's 
have a have a platform for kind of discussion that isn't kind of chain agnostic, isn't kind of maximum maximalist. We should be looking back in like a year and just taking the piss out of ourselves for like some of the predictions. You know what I mean? You have to be kind of you have to be wrong. If someone who thinks they're right at all points, I love the fact that you asked the question like, "What is wrong with this?" You know, because it's important to be able to do that and to remind ourselves with everything. You know, it's kind of like when you're about to make an investment. Probably the single most important thing that you need to be doing in that research is what is actually wrong with this thing. How can things go completely tits up? And we don't do that enough. We really don't because we love to Mm. get caught up in how right we want to be and. It's it's a good exercise, and we need to remind ourselves to be very critical of of everything: sponsors, non-sponsors, maxis, non-maxis. It's a good way to go. So, mm. a commitment on air to do that. This this would be a big one to to potentially finish on, and maybe to move on to, to another podcast. Is Aptos? Will it be the Solana killer? Will it be Solana two point And where is Sam going to end up putting his bags? into Solana or go balls deep into Aptos. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a bombshell. Maybe yeah. we should do a little bit of digging. If you bump into anyone at the conference, who's... who's uh, Aptos. Yeah, get their, get their details because... Yeah, I mean, you, you brought it up. Going on over there. Yeah, I don't have a clue because you brought it up in the newsletter. Obviously, I then paid attention and I am interested. I just haven't had a chance to to get into it. So definitely for for the next one, something to look into. Cool, guys. Thank you. Okay. Right. Enjoy it, London gents. Don't do anything. I definitely won't. Yeah. I mean, there isn't that much that I wouldn't, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Take care out there. See ya. Bye.